This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey everyone, my name is Danilo Petrovic. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Janis Kuda. I'm Evgeny Donskoy. I'm Henry Laksan. I'm Peter Turepko, and you're listening to the Game to Love podcast. Hey, good morning or good afternoon, tennis fans. Here we are. It's the day after the night before, and it was, well, what can we say, really? A little bit of a, a deflation of the Emma Raducanu hype train that was uh, sort of speeding around. Everybody was getting a little bit too over the top. We said it. We said, how are you making a favorite for the tournament? It put in a lot of pressure on her. She hadn't played a match since the US Open. And... I there's part of me that I'm kind of kind of happy that she lost and she's taken the defeat and she can now rebuild and we can start to see what sort of tennis player she is on tour. Um, I, I don't know if you got to see any of the highlights of the match or anything yet. Or yeah, I caught the highlights. Unfortunately, I did miss the match. I fell asleep on the sofa watching Tyson Fury, uh, the weigh-in and all of that <laughs> stuff. That couldn't even keep me up. I fell asleep, woke up in a daze in the middle of the night on the sofa thinking, damn, what's happened with Raducanu? And before I knew it, it was over. And well done for you covering it. And listen, there's plenty to talk about on this podcast. I know we're going to keep it to about 30 minutes, but I could go on and do a two-hour podcast just on this very match and Raducanu because she's not, her feet haven't touched the, touched the ground yet. She's just not stopped. Ever since yeah. the US Open, we've seen her at the, um, what's it called? They're them awards. She yeah, was at the Met Gala, the Met Gala awards. She was James doing all Bond. of that stuff. She's been at James Bond Premier. She's been here, there, and everywhere. She's got sponsorship deals, signed stuff with Chanel. She's doing this. She's doing that. She's split with her coach, the coach who got off through the U.S. Open. So much has happened. I don't think her mind really has been one minute about her tennis and playing tennis. Mm-hmm. And listen. I can't. I've never, I'm not going to criticize her at all. She's 18 nope. years old. 
what she did at the US Open was I don't, I don't know what the right word to describe it is. It's a bit of a freak incident. Unbelievable, isn't it? It is unbelievable. A qualifier coming through and doing what she did isn't the norm. It's not the run of the mill. And I don't think we're going to see something like that happen again. Um, it is remarkable. She deserved it. She was awesome. But let's be realistic here. It doesn't now mean she's going to be the favourite for every single women's event for the foreseeable future. Why is she the favourite for Indian Wells? The bookmakers, I don't know what no. they're doing there but they've probably um, managed to get a lot of people involved in it, especially in the UK who don't necessarily Definitely. watch much tennis. But she should never have been a favourite. I've already had a rant on it on the last podcast yeah, yeah. we had before she went out. And I did say for for a while um, that she goes out first round. Obviously, that wasn't the case because she had a buy through the first round. But ultimately, it ended up happening in the second. And I'm not too shocked. Um, no. I think I did push her through that one in the bracket and I had her losing to Halep. But it's a big ask for someone like that to be expected to just hit the ground running again after yep. the US Open. It's going to take some time. She's definitely got bundles of talent. We know she's going to be a superstar in tennis. I don't think she's going to be someone who gets distracted from all the other things. I think we're going to see her do... Uh, be like, I, don't, I don't think she's going to be like one of them players who she's got her fame from winning that one Grand Slam and then she's going to just fizzle out in the tennis scene and start doing other ventures which she could easily do she could become an actress or whatever she wants to do i don't think that's going to happen i think she's going to be someone who's very good in tennis and we're going to see her for many years but it's going to take some time i wouldn't be surprised if we see now emma raducanu next two years um struggle to win an event and when i say struggle not even get deep into a tournament because it takes time then and we've got too much expectations and pressure on her for her to be able to win every match and it's too much I think it, Iga Savantec so is a prime example of what happens yeah. after Roland Garros. People have been critical of her. She's won Masters events. She's been playing awesome. If Raducanu yeah, could exactly. do half as well as what Savantec's done after Roland Garros, then she's doing something right. Yeah, I think you're you're sort of hitting the nail on the head there. There's been a lot of pressure that's come, not even as much as what's been thrown onto Raducanu or on Iga Svantec. No, I mean, Iga, I don't know. I think it's a little bit disrespectful. She hasn't been given as much uh, of the plaudits as Emma has. But obviously, this, the sort of the way that Emma did it coming from qualifying, that, that made, it was a sort of freak result. But like She was like 300th in the world before. And, and I was why. saying that in the, in the match last night, when you come through and you play, and all these top players on the tour, if you put your best tennis together and play your ultimate 100% for two weeks, you're likely to win a Grand Slam. And that goes for all of the players on the tour, majority of the players. If you play your best tennis and you're one of those type of players who can hit hard winners and you can take the ball early, take the like the play to the other like the other player down the other end of the court, you will win tennis matches. And she proved that is possible. And uh, if anything, she was an inspiration at the US Open to a lot of young people, to a lot of other tennis players on the tour to show what can be done. I still think it's... She's just a very, very good professional. And she realizes, she came out in a press conference. She's, she's acknowledged, I haven't played tennis since the final of the US Open. People were saying, what about the crowd? Was it was it dif- difficult playing? She said, I've never played at Indian Wells. I've never even been to the, this part of the, the world before. I've, I've, this is new conditions. Every tournament she plays is going to be a new condition now. She's going to have one match to be able to adjust. That is it. If she doesn't adjust in the first match, she might lose. And that's what we're going to have to get used to is 
She is gonna. She's got a target on her back. Don't forget as well. Everyone wants to beat her, and there's going to be a lot of people out there like Sasnovich. And I said it yesterday as well. Do not look past Sasnovich. Sasnovich is a very good player, and she played very well yesterday. Yeah. She looked like she wanted to try and wipe. Looked like she raised her game a bit, didn't she? There was. It was a bit of both because she played great for the first set. Raducanu wasn't really at the races. She made some. Poor errors at certain times, like when trying to hit the ball uh, into maybe an open court she should have picked. She hit it back towards Sasnovich. She was getting lobbed a lot. She's not the tallest person. Got passed at the net. Her net play wasn't really there. And she had a little resurgence in that second set. And you thought, oh, but that was more of Sasnovich's level dropped a bit as well. She's hit a couple of double faults, gave her a break back. And Raducanu was 4-2 up. And she said something very... I think it was very profound in in her press conference as well. She said, Sasnovich has probably been 4-2 down in a set a hundred times in her career. I've I've this is my third WTA event. <laughs> she said you've got to put things into perspective. And I'm this is a learning curve. Every mat, every tournament is for her is a learning curve. And it's true. She's she's the fact that she won the US Open, no one can ever take that away from her. She's uh, she's achieved a dream of all Mate, women out there playing what tennis. What she's achieved already is more than most players. They go through their whole yeah. entire career. And I'm talking top players, like top 10 players don't ever reach and win a Grand Slam. Exactly. So what she's done is remarkable. The problem is, where do you go from there? You well, instantly is... from a qualifier go win a Grand Slam. Everyone now expects you to win everything. And this is why I make the statement, like I said at the start, I don't see Raducanu winning anything for two years now. I don't think that that's... No, listen, that's my two... opinion though, Ben. Yeah, yeah, no, I that's, think that's a... she's not going to win for two years. I think it's going to take some time. You said she's not played any events, really, none of these events. Doesn't no, know no, where exactly. they the, the conditions, other players on tour. It's going to take her a little time adjusting. Like yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't even remember seeing her too much like on um in the ITF circuits and stuff. She's sort of come from nowhere in my yeah. in my books. I know she yeah. had um what was it some junior Wimbledon she had a run in there and stuff. And there's some other little results. And there's some I know we had Dan Rodeby on the podcast talking about her watching a little bit more of her game. I've not seen hardly anything. It's not yeah. like um some of the other in the men's tennis where we've seen them in the challengers. We know what they can do. Like Alcaraz, there was a few years. He had that year and a half, two years of just playing challengers. We saw what he was going to do. Radu Khanu, for me, come from nowhere. And yeah, it's all a bit, it it's all happened too soon. Give her two years on the tour. And I can guarantee you after that, she's going to be right back up there with all the top athletes in the women's game. And I can see her going deep in Masters, uh, maybe not winning slams straight away, but going far. And that's what, she's, that's what she needs to do. Just give her some time, the girl. 18 years old. She, what's happened has happened too quick. And this yeah, is yeah. what I want to sure. say. I, sure. I, will, I will save the Leila Fernandez bit for the, for the end of the podcast because I've got lots to say about comparisons between the two. Yeah. But just on Radu Kanu at the US Open, let's be honest here. Her draw could have been a lot harder to win a US Open. It wasn't the toughest draw in the world. Granted, there were some really tough players at the end and you can only beat what's put in front of you. But it wasn't the toughest. And I think that does highlight here that maybe a lot of people have been getting a little bit carried away with the whole Radu Kanu train. Oh, I think sure. she's great. I think she's amazing. But she's not going to mean that she wins everything now or even goes far. No. You can see here, Sasnovich was able to beat her. I think you've got to remember, though, with this, uh, it's this is the first event that she's played 
Uh, and it's a whole month. It's, she's had a month from not playing any tennis whatsoever. Well, I so can't she's, imagine she's been in the gym either or working out or doing anything. But she's gone straight from not playing any tennis for a month to just walking straight back onto a Masters event and playing against somebody. Guess what Sastovic did once she went out of the US Open? She played uh, two more events. Yeah. So she's been active. I mean, all of the other players, that you can't expect. I think this is a little bit too soon. Like this tournament, I still don't think defines where she, what level she's actually at. Once we've seen her settle into this, like the WTA tour, she goes on. I think we have to give her a year, see how she is after one full year on tour as a top WTA player playing the top events. And then you can make a judgment and say, well, she's played everybody. She's played all these events and she still hasn't been getting past the first round. Then we can maybe say, okay. We know what sort of level she's at now. Maybe she's a 50 in the world. Maybe she's a... We don't know what level she is because she had this freak result. But I think... I think she's got like, the makings to be more than a 50, though. She's yeah, definitely yeah, she has. a top five sort of player. I've really believed that. I've seen enough from her at so. the US Open to suggest that she's capable of doing that with the right coach, the right team, and the right yep. mindset. The mindset seems to be great from her. she came come out and her afterwards, after the match... Uh, I know you've got some quotes here, but she did say a lot of other things as well. So yeah, I'm yeah. very new, very, very new to the tour. Experience just comes from playing week in, week out, and experience all these different things. Kind of glad what happened today happened so I can learn, take it as a lesson. So going forward, I'll have more experience bank. And exactly what I said, she speaks Smart sense. <laughs> she's grounded. I think she's going to be okay. And this is yeah. what makes me think she's going to have a good future in the game because she's very intelligent for someone of her age. And... I think it is a blessing. I think the best thing what could have happened was her lose this match. Yeah, she, she's going to gain so. so much more from losing this than than winning it. I think I think you're right, and I we cannot criticize. Imagine you're 18 years old, you win the U.S. Open, and you're being invited to literally everything, everywhere, See places you would never have even been able to sneak into. You would have been stopped at the door. They would say, "Who are you? Get out!" Like the. the and now Chanel want you. These want you. You're going to James Bond premiere. You're going every. Who's going to say no? Like, I mean, you're 18. You've got the whole. You've got probably another 20 years of tennis in you. Yeah. It's not. This this has to be taken when when it's available because who knows when life passes you by and you might not have that opportunity again. So I don't think that she's done anything wrong. And the fact that she won that U.S. Open so early, I think it's a great thing in a way because. I was saying this last night. People can look at it two ways. You can say, oh, look, there's all the pressure on you. You're one of the best now. Oh, you've got to replicate it. I say, you've done. You pretty much completed the game. Go out and enjoy yourself now. You I, can I, go out there. I'm there's not so sure about that. I'm not so sure. I think I disagree with you there. Listen, yeah, it's a blessing. It Winning a Grand way. Slam early is a blessing or a curse. Depends which way you are built as a person. And for a lot of players, it could be a serious curse where after you win it, you'll be lucky to ever have a career in tennis afterwards because it'll all come to you too quick, especially 18 years old, and you can't handle it. We see it with all, anyone who's sort of pushed into fame quickly. So musicians, footballers, anyone really, when they get all that money at such a young age, sometimes they blow their, blow their mind, they turn to drugs, alcohol, uh, gambling addictions, different things like that. It can be a bit of a, a curse. But I don't yeah. think that's going to be the case of Radicano. I think nope. she will be all right. Just give her some time. Uh, Almino here saying, 
the amount of people who have already turned against yeah, is ridiculous. I mean... I've, I've not seen much of it, to be fair. I think a lot of people have been pretty supportive, but the ones I, I have seen, I've got no time for whatsoever. No, it's just petty, isn't it? I mean, come on. There's too many people wanting people to fail. People just fa- like fail. failure, don't yeah, they? Yeah, it's just thing. so... I mean, come on. And not, uh, failure's a, ro- a bad word to use anyway, because it's not failure losing to Sasnovich, but they just want to see people who have done great things yeah, fall off oh, a little bit. They just no, like all that oh, negativity around it. Oh, no, they love it. They love it. Oh, yeah, you, what, you won something? Yeah, I want to see you just get thrashed by somebody who's lower rank now because then we can all laugh at you. Yeah, well, what have you done in your life? Nothing, probably. Just sitting there behind a keyboard. That's not really doing something with your life. Yep. She's done, completed more than what any, well, a lot of people in the world could ever do. Listen, it all sums it up nicely. 18, I can only imagine what I was doing on the weekend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Probably involved a hell of a lot of alcohol and probably not had many good decisions. So <laughs> the... Uh, the Indian Wells thing, though, I think I was bringing it up. I know it's not a direct example because you can't really compare the men's and the women's game exactly. And you can't really compare Medvedev to Raducanu. But I'm about to do a mini comparison. Oh, Medvedev go. just won his first Grand Slam, yes? Yeah. Raducanu just won. And, and that was coming, though. But he'd made some finals already. But the fact he won his first Grand Slam, anything, the next tournament, whatever he does now, is. He will always, it will be, he'll be going down from that performance. If he doesn't win Indian Wells, it will be seen as a little bit of a failure compared to winning the US Open because you're expected to keep on that trajectory. You're like, oh, how come you won the US Open, but you can't win Indian Wells? Hmm. I mean, that type of thing. Because Raducanu, if she didn't win Indian Wells, people would say, well, why? You just won the US Open. What? You're not good. It's just a little it's bit. A, I think you're hitting the nail on the head perfectly. I love, I love what you're saying there. It resonates with me perfectly. And this is a complete different debate, but this is what makes the big three so special. Yep. And Serena exactly. as well, because they've won at the top and they keep winning at the top. Yeah. The pressure. I know Djokovic has had some great uh, quotes about it. Pressure's a privilege. I agree with him 100%. It's a privilege, but it also comes with a lot of pressure <laughs> and it's Horrible. tough to take. And to be keep winning at the top, this is why we've got to put more respect than ever. I think everyone does on what the big guys do. To win 20 <laughs> Grand Slams is <laughs> insane. I honestly put it up there as one of the greatest sporting achievements across all the sports. It's huge. I think it is one of the, it's got to be, I'm, I'm biased. We do a tennis podcast. For me, it is the biggest, but I can understand other people with other um, sort of players in different sports where they want yeah. to make, make a case for. But this is what just makes tennis so special for me. Um but yeah, I thought I'd just get that one in there. I think mind. you're right, because there are people, when they get to this level, I don't think, I don't want to say it, but I don't think we're ever going to see an era like that ever again. Uh, and with three players getting that many Grand Slams in the same era, it's unheard of. Because you've There's... got pressure on you every time because people expect you to win. Djokovic goes into yeah. the next event, he's expected to win. Rafa goes into every role on Garros. <laughs> he's expected to win every set. He's not expected to drop a set. Uh, no, exactly. He's not expected to drop a set. Wimble- um, Roger Wimbledon, he's expected to win the whole thing. He's not expected to get to the final and lose. He's expected to win. He starts yes. on, the, on the centre court on the first day. He's expected to win. And Serena right- Williams, expected <laughs> to win every match. And the right thing here, uh, the right caption is, a victim of your own success. Yeah. Uh, and that is what Medvedev, he will start to feel the pressure. 
if he wins Australia in January or February, whenever it is, the pressure goes up a notch one more. There you go. You've got another one. Look, you can win all the hardcore Grand Slams now. There's no it's reason like, I, you should ever it. win them again. I well, love it. I love it because so, of it. I think we have to take that into account in this because sh- should she have won the US Open coming in to the US Open? No, of course she shouldn't have won it based upon where she was ranked in the world. She won it, but I think we have to look at the whole big picture. She was ranked like 300 or something in the world before Wimbledon. And we thought Wimbledon was a massive shock. I think the signs were there. And another thing, is she more of a Grand Slam player? We don't know that at the moment. She might play well, better in the big crowds. Good cue. DNZK, her tour level, win-loss, 10-4. And all 10 wins are in slams. So right now, she's a slam specialist. She doesn't lose in slams. And she loses everything else, it seems. So not a bad way to be remembered. If she could keep that up for her whole career, she'll be over the moon with it for sure. Um, But right now, I just want to talk about some other bits about Rowdy Carno. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to throw you under the bus too much, but I feel like I have to because it's not really aimed at you. It's aimed at everyone here. And I've not just seen it from you. I've seen it from a lot of people. Everyone definitely got far too carried away with it. The book is, I said what I had to say about it. There's no way she should have been favourite. So I had her at 7.5s no, no. and they had everyone else at like 13s, <laughs> like I'm the saying. chasing pack, like Muguruza, Igor Savantek, <laughs> them guys. It's just not normal. She should have been 20s and above. And there's no reason that she should not be in the same category as Leila Fernandez. I think in your yeah. fairness, you did say that as well. They should be in the same bracket because they did more or less the same thing at the US Open. Yeah. Raducanu was just able to win that extra match. And yeah. Fernandez, if you look at her route and stuff, We'll get onto that in a minute, so I'll talk about that. But <laughs> why did you, after seeing all of this, have her going so far in the event? It was just the hype, wasn't it? I mean, I just yeah, wanted... Why are you getting wrapped up in it? Because no, you, know, want... you know all these I, things that we're saying. Why did it... you get so wrapped up in the hype of Raducanu? Where I just you had wanted her, what, it to win the quarter? I, yeah, I had her. I wanted her to. I wanted her to win it. It wasn't the fact that I thought there was a eerie feeling I had at the back of me. It was like a gut feeling that I did want. It. I was ignoring the whole time. And I know every time you said, "Oh, she's going to go out in the first round," that made me push her through another round. And every time you'd say it, I was like, "I'm going to put her through again." I'm like, "Oh no, what am I doing?" And before I knew it, she was in the semi-finals against Igor Shavontek. So it's just when those draw previews come out, I get to. I have a beer and I get a bit too wrapped up in the whole th- occasion. And uh, yeah, I've, I'm guilty. I hold my hands up. I got <laughs> no, wrapped mate, up in. I got there's wrapped no hardship in, the... in that at all. I just thought I'd co- create a bit of controversy and see what but you this is, to say. But it's but... the same thing with the Fernandez thing. I know that obviously you've got a win it's in the It's not the same. No, it's not exactly This is the where same. I'm going to get into this. I'm glad you brought up Leila Fernandez. I'm saving it for the end of the podcast. I'll, let right. you have to, I'll let you say what you've got to say first. Gone. No, I, all I was going to say is it's not exactly the same because she's been on the tour. She's sort of done. She's done her time, let's say, a little exactly. bit more. She's been. She's been round. She's played tour level events, and she sort of worked her way up to a few. A few finals. I think she had maybe one or two. Can't think of the top. I know she played Acapulco, uh, yeah. but she's still been on the tour and she's done a whole year's tour and she sort of played all the players already and she's actually had to experience what it's like to have the defeats and all of that type of thing. And now she's starting to uh, to come into her own. I'm hoping, like I said in the draw preview, Leila Fernandez is now the real deal. That's what I want to see. I want to see her as that for the rest of her career. And I'm, I hope it's not 
going to be a flash in the pan type thing. And I'm hoping Radu Khan, who's the same. I hope it's not a flash in the pan. Hopefully they she comes back stronger. Fernandez, I think she has more potential. And I think you're probably right to say that she has more potential in this tournament based upon her like her career so far. I'm going to go further than that. I think in a career, I will go very, I'll go to extreme heights for uh, Leila Fernandez. As you know, during the US Open, round by round, what I saw against Grand Slam champions, Angelique Kerber, Osaka, Svitolina, there was quality players she was beating in three sets. She faced adversity in matches. Tennis is a mental ma- is a mental game. And if you can come through times of adversity, it shows something different than, say, big winners. I was a lot more impressed by Leila Fernandez at the US Open than Emma Raducanu. I know Emma Raducanu was bageling and breadsticking players and winning in quick in quick times. For me, winning over a three-set match is a lot more telling of a player's potential and how well they can play the game of tennis. And this is why I love clay court tennis so much, because you see them grueling rallies. Yeah. And this is what I like to see. With Leila Fernandez, though, I agree here. Kay took the words out of my mouth. She has a higher ceiling. I really believe that. I think she, in terms of tennis, in terms of superstar package, Raducanu has got it. I think Fernandez is not far off, to be fair. She's no, a bit of a superstar in the making as well. Close. But I think her tennis impresses me a lot more. And that's why it's not so crazy to suggest she can win an Indian Wells because what she's shown already, for me, has been more impressive than Raducanu, although, even though she lost that final. In straight yeah, sets, well. I think I think you're I think you're definitely hitting the nail on the head, mate. Because the one thing that she has shown, which we haven't seen from Radu Kanu yet, is she can fight through adversity and the adversity of going to three sets and grueling and going to the trenches and really finding something at those moments of weakness when you think, oh, she's out of this match. She's playing a Grand Slam champ. She dug in and she managed to win. We, we didn't even get to see what it's like for Radu Kani when she's in the trenches. She, we, we've never seen it. So it's hard to, we, we can't, there was no comparison. I want to see what it's like when we do see start seeing that from Radu Kanu. Then we'll find out if she is the real deal uh, because we've already seen it from Leila Fernandez. So I can understand the hype. I can understand why everybody has warmed to her so much. But also, with the same breath, we should acknowledge the fact that if Leila Fernandez is to go out the same in the next round, that's okay as well. Yeah, <laughs> she did the same is. thing with Rodney Connor, where it's, it's not really all—it's all over now. Leila Fernandez, she was she just was riding a bit of hype. She was brilliant for one tournament. She's a fraud. She's going to go back to losing. She's going to be going back to playing no. terrible. That's not the case either. So everyone needs to stay calm with that. <laughs> I just think Leila Fernandez has a really good shot of winning this whole event because she's impressed me so much recently, and she's playing well. She demolished. Cornet in the yeah. last match. I didn't, obviously didn't get to see it. It was at four in the morning. But from the, some of the tweets I've seen, I saw some of the shots as well. Fernandez looked amazing. So I'm very, very, very happy about that. And I'm going to be cheering her on every single round, every step of her journey, because she inspires me a lot in, uh, and- in what I do every day, because she's someone who is awesome. I love her character. Yeah, and I think great. she's got a really Sweet. good future in the game. And like you touched on, She's played a few more matches than Radu Kani. She's been yeah. going through a bit of hardship. She's played and lost to a lot of players who she shouldn't lose to, which Definitely. I think makes her a little bit more advanced than where Radu Kanu is right now. I, oh, yeah, for sure. Experience is the, the one of the most key things going into big events. And that was why it was shocking 
that Raducanu was more in that final in the US Open than it was Leila Fernandez. Leila Fernandez, obviously, it's a shock, but she's been out, around on the tour for a long time. Um, I, I don't know. I don't want to just uh, continue going on about it, but Leila Fernandez, maybe th- that doubles match that she played, she came in, she probably wasn't used to the court conditions yet. She played doubles with uh, Coco Goff. Yeah. Won that convincingly. Looked great in the doubles, but barely on court any time. Maybe Double that was stick. maybe that was a good way of getting used to the courts, though. A nice, friendly uh, match yeah, with Coco. I feel like since the US Open final, Leila Fernandez has been a little bit more focused on the tennis. I'm sure she's yeah, probably been sure. doing a bit more training, not been going from from pillar to post like Raducanu has been. Um, you've got the call one saying it seems like JG's more of a Fernandez fan than Raducanu. Well, look back at the US Open final. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to lie. It was, it was, the proof was in the pudding. Um, I yeah. was supporting Fernandez during that final with Raducanu, and that's just the truth. It's like, I like both players. I would love to, I'll always cheer Raducanu if there's not, say, someone who I prefer a little bit more, which is Leila Fernandez. Would, there's something you... about her which I warm a bit more to. Would you say, uh, and this is a very hypothetical question because it's not really one that can really be answered, if Leila Fernandez had won the final and now she has to go to the Met, uh, she has to go to James Bond, she is now getting the all Gala. the... Yeah, yeah, she did go to the Met Gala. I just, I just <laughs> thought about that one. Yeah. If she had all of these other things, all of yeah. these brands pulling at her left, right, centre, and she wasn't able to train in the lead up to this tournament, do you reckon it would affect her? In the same way, or as Raducanu? Well, I can throw another way, mate. Listen, if Raducanu lost that final, I still think Raducanu would have got more hype around her than Leila Fernandez. She's Probably. British. There's something a bit different about what Raducanu is, and they just, they're, they're just, they was always gonna warm to her. Even if she got to a semi-final, she would have been huge. In my yeah, opinion, she didn't true. have to win it. Yeah, I think you're right, mate. I think you were definitely right. The package. And- yeah, it is. And just imagine just going from like, and life's been turned upside down. I said it a lot of times on the match last night. And just imagine what your life was before the US Open. You say turned before. upside down. Listen, I could use, there's a lot of people's life has been turned upside down and use it in usually in a bad way. But <laughs> yeah, I think it's been turned. What's the other? How do you use the up the more positive? Turn the up the right way up. <laughs> Turn the well, if you if you think about it, if you're, that 18 years old, she's probably sitting in her bedroom at home. Mum and dad are there going, Emma, dinner's ready or something like that. And she's like, all right, coming down like that. And like, oh, I'm just going to go and play the uh, US Open. Oh, we can't come watch you. There's a pandemic thing. Oh, okay, don't worry. Won the US Open. Oh, just won two and a half million, by the way. Uh, and now uh, off to the races. Uh, and but you got $100 million uh, deals Nike, going. Nike have just sold every single <laughs> outfit ridiculous. they've ever owned, which I had. It's actually ridiculous. She's going to sign a mega deal with Nike soon, for sure. She's already oh, signed bits of Chanel crazy. and other brands. Uh, yeah, fair play to her. And let's just talk, let's talk about this tweet here, because I know we've yeah, been yeah. up a while. Some of the players Sastovic has lost to in 2021, you've got Gabriella Da Silva, you've got Fick, you've got Priscilla Hon, and you've got Pana Udvardi. Uh, mm. And some of the players Sastovic has beat, Serena Williams, Emma Raducanu. <laughs> so it seems like she turns up for the big stage, Sastovic. I thought that was quite a funny one to bring up. It and it just also, funny. so I know Sastovic did say in their post-match interview, everyone can beat everyone on the women's tour. Yeah, I totally agree with her. That's why you can she never said it herself. Past, you can't look past anybody. If you watched how well she played last night as well, she played great tennis, aggressive tennis, and she never gave up on any point. And that was what won her very vital points in that match. Raducanu thought she'd won certain points on top of the net 
and she just stuck a racket out and managed to pull off amazing lob over the top. And Raducanu, the amount of times I saw her go, watch the ball just go over her head and just land clearly in. Uh, I felt bad for her, but Sasnovich played great. And you've got to give her some credit because I think she could actually, if she plays a similar style of tennis and doesn't get overawed by the occasion against Halep, she could give her a good match as well. I think that Halep was proved she's not invincible yesterday against Kostyuk. So anything's possible. Well, she Who kind knows? of did in the end because she come through yeah, and looked I mean, pretty good at the, in the big moments. But Kostyuk played awesome in that one. She did. Uh, she we're did. not going to get Halep, Raducanu. This is the match we really did want, let's be yeah. honest. But we still get a really exciting one in um, Sasnovic, Halep. Look forward to that. Yep. We've got a few more events coming up after this. We'll wrap this one up soon. But just the last thing I want to talk about is some of the future events of Raducanu. Um I remember we had a tweet up before. I don't know if you've still got that from some of the matches she's got lined up in some of the tournaments. Oh, if not, can okay. you remember them? Uh, I know she's playing in Linz in uh, Poland. Yeah, she's that's that, right. That's she's playing also ones. in Romania, another one. Yeah. saw her speaking. I forget the whole schedule now, but she's got a few events coming up. Yeah. What, what do you expect from her in, in I... these upcoming events? After this loss here, she's won the US Open. She's then lost straight away in Indian Wells. What do you expect for Raducanu in some of the upcoming events? I know you said Linz has one in um, in Romania. Uh, mm. There's one in Moscow as well, I think. I think so. I think you're right. I, I quite I quite like the fact that she's coming back to Europe, though. I think that she's spent a lot of time over there in the US. I think it's going to be good to be back home, uh, come back to London, and just sort of regroup. I think she needs it. I don't. I, obviously, being over there, there's it's just all too much there's a lot of media there's a lot of we touched them all linz moscow romania perfect romania one i think there's probably going to be a lot of pressure because she's obviously family from romania that one's going to be a lot of hype around that when she turns up there so i'm quite looking forward to the linz one because as we know uh that was the one coco goff that was her first title in linz that's right and there, there could be comparisons drawn here if she was to go to linz and and get a good result maybe get to like a semi or something i think that'd be a really good result for her I, i'm quite looking forward to the lins one i have to say yeah i'll have to stick with what i said at the start i don't see her winning any of them but <laughs> i would like yeah. to i would like to suggest that she gets far in one um whether it's a semi or a final that would be awesome i really will be cheering her on and hope she can do it but i think for me this year now 2021 is a write-off for raducanu um in tennis-wise. I think she's done the US Open. I don't think we're going to see any more titles from her or really many great performances. I think she's already done more than she has to do this year. And um, I think it's going to be difficult for her to sort of get up for any of these and emulate that with everything else that's happening. She's become a superstar. She's having to adjust to the lifestyle and play tennis. You've got to remember, these people are humans as well. And I think it's all going to be a little bit too much for her this year. So I don't see her uh, winning anything. But... I would love to be proven wrong. How amazing if she was to go to, say, Linz and win it or Moscow or Romania. Um, that would be great for her, for sure. You've got to remember, but in the tournament before uh, we went into the US Open, that was probably more of an idea of where her game was at, I think, before going in. The Chicago Challenger that she played. And she got to the final there. And it was a very good final against Clara Towson. And Towson actually got one over on her in that final set. And that was the only time we've really seen her in that third set struggle. Uh, Really, it was a back and forth. She was up a break. Then she ended up losing it. 
and didn't but, handle it too well. I know she was serving for the set, I think, and there was a few breakpoint opportunities where she was struggling with her ball toss, her serve, some nerves. Um, we saw it with Tom Janovic as well at Wimbledon, struggled with a bit of anxiety and things as well. So she is prone to um, to struggle under pressure. We've seen that. <laughs> there was no signs of it at the US Open. So she's shown both sides of the coin here. And I'm just hoping we see more of US Open Randy Kanu in the future. Definitely. Well, I think we've done this uh, into the ground. I uh, just want to say, if Emma does hear it, we are wishing you all the best. Yep. We still think you're amazing and we are wishing all the best for your next tournament. Go Get back to Europe, come back to London, regroup and uh, have a great time uh, in the European tournaments. Brilliantly said. Thanks for watching, guys. Uh, see you very soon for another podcast. See you on the next one, guys. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.